Hey, hey, Legal Pagers. Welcome to this episode of the Legal Page Podcast. Now, you guys, I recently did a five-minute fuel at the Show at United conference in November, where I talked about three big legal things that you can do with your contract right now to ensure that it's more legitimate. I discussed why it's important to organize all of the clauses in your contract. And you guys, clauses are those small little paragraphs that relate to specific points in your contract. And when I gave this tip, It was super helpful for all the photographers listening that had client contracts with clauses jumbled around all throughout it with no organization whatsoever. Now, I firmly believe in listing out your clauses in a very specific way in your client contract. Thus, I thought it would be best to elaborate on this subject in a full podcast episode. Without further ado, let's do this. You're listening to the Legal Page Podcast, where we chat about life and business with a legal twist. I'm Paige, attorney and photographer helping online businesses and creatives tackle their business dreams without breaking out in hives. No more legal mumbo jumbo. This podcast features simple, bite-sized advice that'll have you legally legit in no time. Are you ready? Let's get started. As a reminder, before we get into this episode, I am legally obligated to give my disclaimer. So I am an attorney, but I am not your attorney. All legal information I talk about on this episode is intended for the masses and a large variety of different businesses. I am only your attorney when you hire me and we sign an engagement letter for me to work specifically on your legal issues. Please feel free to seek out another attorney in your hometown if you need specific legal advice or contact me for more information. Alrighty, here's the episode, friends. The Legal Page online shop pre-Black Friday sale is happening next week. Exclusive contract discounts and bundles are available only to my email list Monday through Wednesday. Get in now at bit.ly slash TLP pre-Black Friday. Also then make sure to keep your eyes peeled online for our exclusive discount week. See you then, Legal Pager. Alrighty, everyone. So today we're going back to contracts and the way that you specifically should be listing your clauses in your contract. It's all about organization. I firmly, firmly believe that contracts need to be organized a certain way in order for your client to best understand it. Now, contracts are not only a formal place where expectations between us as the service providers and our clients are recorded, but also are a guiding document in case things were to go wrong. Remember, one hole in your contract could not only cost you a client relationship, but a whole lot of money, like tens of thousands of dollars. As a business owner, of course, we have the best of intentions when working with our clients. We really want to hope for the best, but with our contracts, we need to prepare for the worst. And as a business, it's our job to do what any other business is charged with. And that means doing everything you can to protect your business and your client relationships through the clauses in your contract. Now, I'm just going to start out by saying that you want to organize your contracts from the most important clauses at the top to what we call the boilerplate clauses at the bottom. And this is because your clients read the first few important clauses carefully 
and then start scrolling through. And we all do this with any online contract we sign. Just take, for example, the last contract that popped up on your smartphone. You probably looked at the top of the contract, kind of scrolled through the first few paragraphs, looked at some headings, and then scrolled through all the way to the bottom and hit accept. This is what our clients do as well, which is why we have to organize the most important clauses at the top. So you want to put, of course, both parties in the contract, the duration of the contract, your fees, any cancellation, rescheduling issues, and refund issues all at the top of the contract. And then your entire agreement clause, transfer clause, arbitration clause, venue and jurisdiction clause, and all those other miscellaneous clauses are going to be at the bottom. So hopefully from the get-go of this episode, you know for sure that you need to organize from the most important to the least important, or what I like to call the essential boilerplate language clauses that are at the bottom that we all see in all of our client contracts. Now, I want to go through a few of these sections more specifically so that you know exactly what they entail. So at the very top of your contract, you're going to have the title of your contract. That's really important. So is this a wedding photography contract? Is this a independent contractor agreement? So that's going to be in bold heading biggest font of your entire uh, contract at the top. And then right below it, you're going to put your business name. So mine would be the legal page LLC. Other people's could be pages, pretty flowers, comma, LLC, something like that. And then the very, very first couple of sentences are going to explain the parties to the contract. And every contract should start by introducing both parties their legal names, their legal business names, and then you, of course, can identify them through abbreviations to be used throughout the contract. So, quote, usually I use the legal, this is between the legal page, LLC, parentheses, quote, company with a capital C, end quote, end parens. And then for your client, you'd say, and client, uh, put Sugar Bear, that's my dog, we're going to go with her. And then you would put parens, quote, client with a capital C, end quote, parens. And then you would cite to those proper names throughout the entire contract. And I also suggest that you just use them in their proper form. So client understands and agrees that blah, blah, blah throughout the contract, not the client understands and agrees. You don't need the word the throughout your contract. So at the beginning of your contract, right under the heading in the title, you need to cite both parties. And then you want to specify the duration of the contract and the purpose of the contract. So it would be between the legal page LLC and Sugar Bear as the client for the purpose of client hiring company for wedding photography services or wedding photography So that is the duration. The duration of the contract would go through the time of signing through that end date of when the services would be performed. And then, of course, throughout the contract, you can have different clauses related to termination and when you're going to the, you know, your final 
like in-person services would be on the date of the wedding. I'm speaking specifically here to all the wedding photographers out there, but also if you are going to extend that time frame for editing purposes and delivering galleries, then of course the duration of the entirety of the contract can be with found within the contract as well. If you're ready to level up your business with legitimate contracts that will actually protect you, the Legal Page Shop is the place to get them. Next week is our big Black Friday sale with over 40% off contracts and clauses. To get the exclusive inside scoop and pre-Black Friday sales and extra bonuses, sign up today for my email list at bit.ly slash TLP pre-Black Friday. So that's what's going to be at the top. And then you want to define the scope of work. Usually for photographers, and that's a lot of my listeners here, the scope of work is the package that they are purchasing from you. So you're going to outline literally bullet point, very, very specific things related to your scope of work. For independent contractors, if you're a virtual assistant, you're going to list out the things that you intend to be providing to the company for your services. Uh, So detail all of the activities with the client, and then you want to go really, really in-depth here. And like I said, it could be a simple copying and pasting of the bullet points of your packages, or if you had more detailed discussions with your client over the phone during the sales process or Um, your discovery call, then you want to make sure that you put everything that's included in the contract that you want to agree to for you providing to them and them paying you for said services. Make sure you're incredibly specific here. So that's in the scope of work that's going to be right under introduction of the parties and the purpose of the agreement. And then you want to put in payment terms. So this is the fee clause. Again, specific and intentionality is very important here. I want you to talk with your client about payments and what's expected during that sales call. And then you're going to put all of it there in your fee schedule. So how much do they have to pay you? Is there a retainer? Please, please, please don't use the word deposit. Use the word retainer. So is it customary for that payment to occur in 25% or 50%? And then when is the remaining payments due? Some people do payment plans. Some people do monthly payments. When is it going to be charged for the client? And then what happens in the event of non-payment? So I always suggest in that payment clause to put in a late fee section. So if they're late to pay your invoice more than five days, I would suggest that you impose a late fee. And I'll get into that in a different episode because that's been a hot topic on uh, the legal page platform as a whole. And then, of course, you want to explain what happens if they don't pay on time. So what does a breach look like? Are you allowed to keep the retainer as liquidated damages and so on and so forth? So that will be right under the scope of work. Fees are really important to people who are signing the contract as your client. So those need to be at the tippy tippy top of your client of your client contract when you organize it. And then after that, you'll put Like I said, cancellation, rescheduling clauses, meals and breaks clause, vacation time, copyright information, anything related to intellectual property, the use of images on social media, on your website, a model release. Those are usually in the middle of the contract. 
And then at the bottom, like I said, it's that boilerplate language that we see entire agreement clause, venue and jurisdiction, mediation, arbitration, transfer, so on. That is how you will organize your contract. And then at the very bottom, you want to make sure you have an electronic signature clause that if you are sending client contracts in an online client management system software, you want to make sure that they that the contract acts as an original and that both parties are going to sign at different times. Obviously, you're going to send your contract to your client to sign first, and then you'll sign it after they have their signature at the bottom and agree to all of the terms. And so you just want to have, a, of course, an electronic signature clause and then list out signatures. So they should sign, print their name, and then put their date that they signed the contract. And then you want to sign it as well. So that is all I have for you regarding organization of your client contract. This is something you can do. I'm going to save you hundreds of dollars right now in attorney's fees uh, because this is one of the things that business and contract attorneys do at the get-go. When we review a contract, we're going to go through and just start organizing everything and making sure that it makes sense. Of course, there's more to it. We're seeing competing and contradictory language. We're doing headings correctly, numbering. Uh, We're making sure that there's um, cross-references are all correct throughout the contract, but you don't need to worry about that right now. I just want you to ensure that you organize all of the clauses in your contract correctly. Now, you guys, if you are sitting here being like, you know, there's a couple clauses probably Paige said that I need in my contract, or if you're ready to level up your business, I want you to know that I've got your back. I've got your back. I'm going to make sure to cover your patootie with legitimate contracts and clauses. Please feel free to visit me at thelegalpage.com backslash shop for all of my contracts and clauses. And guess what, my friends? Next week is my biggest sale of the year, Black Friday. So make sure you go on the website, check out which contracts and clauses you want now, and then next week you can get them for a big discount. And of course, there'll be bonuses as well. Thank you all so much for tuning in to this week's episode. I will see y'all next week. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Legal Page Podcast. See, I told you being legally legit isn't so scary. Be sure to visit thelegalpage.com for all show notes. And it would be super awesome if you could head over to iTunes and leave a review. Last but not least, don't forget to join my free Facebook group for unlimited legal and biz Q&A. Chat soon, Legal Pagers. (laughs) 